Good morning, good morning, everybody. Let me know if you can hear me. I think it's pretty good. I think we've got it sorted this morning. Hopefully everyone's awesome and well. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Morning, Brendan, Nicole, Sharon, Alison, Chris, and good morning to you guys. Hope you've had an awesome weekend. Wherever you are, wherever you are. Uh, on the home run right now, on the home stretch. This is the uh, the last few uh, live, last few live uh, Wealth Coffee Chats, folks. So uh, the rest of this week could be the last few for the year. Uh, I'll take a little bit of a break uh, over Christmas. Um, maybe we'll do a bit of a highlights. We've got a bit of a highlights reel, some of the better ones that we did this year. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I might even drop in for one or two lives here or there, but uh, you never know. But uh, there you go. Hey, welcome. Good to see all of you guys. If anyone's new, if you're new and uh, you're new to mentoring, new to new to the Wealth Coffee Chat morning, Jason Witten's my name. Down there it says, hey, good day to you. Give us a shout out in the chat if you are new. Tell us where you're dialing in from and um, tell us uh, tell us what you're doing. What are you up to? Where, where are you hailing from? Hey, each morning for almost a couple of years now, been getting together with some crazy cats like yourself who are into property investing. Uh, call the Wealth Coffee Chat. I've been investing over 20 years, coaching property investors over over 18. Bingo! How are you, mate? Good to see you. <laughs> Sean, good to see you too, mate. So what I thought we'd do today is just talk about um, the, uh, the types of, the four styles of income that can come from owning a piece of residential real estate residential real estate. I'm not talking about commercial or industrial or any of that sort of stuff today. Four styles of income, four styles of income, folks, that we can generate using um, using residential real estate and um, maybe talk about what those are today because there's one of these styles of real estate uh, is having quite, quite the... Um, quite the pressure at the moment and uh, I think next year is going to be a good time to take advantage of that and maybe even have one or two of your properties in your portfolio if you have uh, if you have um, the right type of property to take advantage of this type of income manipulation income acceleration for your real estate potentially next year uh, or maybe even now but uh, next year for, for sure um, so as I'm chatting, as I'm setting this up, tell me, what do you guys think? What are the four types of income? It might be a bit of a trick question, a bit of a trick question. Four types of income that you can generate from residential real estate, residential real estate. Because right now, uh, in the past couple of years, the world of Airbnb, um, hey, morning, my love. Uh, and what types of rents, Sharon? Um, is um, it's a, kind of a, like a, a trick question. I'm not asking the question properly because I don't want to give the answer away. <laughs> yes, rent and tax return. That is, um, you can get uh, generate some cash flow from that or some uh, cash back. But uh, more specifically, I'm talking about the styles of income you can get from the property. So one of those styles of income, ladies and gents, one of those styles of income is short-term income. If you see this little article uh, on the screen here right now, and this is uh, this is an article from the Fin Review, and it's saying 
there are thousands of short-term rental listings, thousands of short-term rentals listings in uh, New South Wales that are now not compliant with the short stay. Uh, the short stay, yes, Sharon, the short stay um, uh, legislation, and so it's quite an interesting one. Uh, it's quite an interesting one that uh, there is some challenges in the short stay marketplace in Australia. And now the borders are unlocked, or most of them anyway, and people are traveling and, and there's a lot of holidays at home. And so the short-term rental accommodation stuff is actually uh, uh, set to have an absolute boom uh, when it comes to Australia. I do, know, uh, I do know some people that I know really well have just paid, get this folks, for 10 days, 10 days, $102,000. I'll say that again. $102,000 for 10 days on this super mega luxury property um, and uh, for short stay in Australia, not overseas, in Australia. Anyway, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about um, what's going on and a bit of a strategy chat about the idea of the four types of income we can generate um, from our residential rental properties, Okay. And if we look at what we uh, what we have, we have a uh, a regular residential property. Uh, every day of the week, you can uh, you can long. Uh, I'm going to change the colours on this so it's actually better. You can long rent the property, and I don't think that's the right term, but I'm gonna um, I'm going to I'm going to use it today. Long rent. So what is long rent? Uh, usually. In the marketplace, it's usually a, a six-month term or a 12-month term. The property is empty, empty. Uh, it comes as is. There's no furniture. And it's usually the most common form of rental income from your real estate. Okay, It's the most common form of rental income from your real estate. But this is only one way of generating income from a piece of real estate that you have. Okay, Either real estate that you have or, ladies and gents, real estate that you um, uh, could go ahead and purchase and buy. So this long form, uh, long rent, usually the, the, the going rate, you know, 6% is probably a bit, a bit, um, 6% is probably a bit high at the moment, but, <clears throat> you know, the income, gross income, that's the kind of range, Okay. Six, 12-month rental, you sign, the, the tenant signs a lease and away we go, okay? So that's the first version of the world. And I believe that most of your portfolio, if, you, if we're looking at this today, let's have a think about this. I believe most of your portfolio, anywhere between sort of 50 to 80% of your portfolio should be on the long rent plan. It should be stable. It should be simple. It should be low fuss, and that is so reliable. Ladies and gents, it's the most reliable investment income on the planet, okay? It is being tested. Residential real estate, you get paid weekly, uh, abracadabra. Australia is amazing for it. Other countries in the world have some a bit more volatility, but it's the most reliable income stream you can find, all right? Uh, so number two, Let's have a look at what we're talking about here when we come to the property, okay? 
The second style of income is what I would call multi, multi-tenant income. Okay, multi-tenant income. So how does this work? There's a few versions of the world of this multi-tenancy income. Um, and uh, so some people uh, can rent their properties by the room. Now, uh, this happens often in places where there's education facilities, let's say universities, etc. This happens often in cities. This happens um, uh, often when it comes to um, uh, there's a, a little bit of legislation at the moment where you can retrofit uh, existing houses into multi-tenancy properties when it comes to um, like a boarding house almost. Um, and there's depending on the city that you're in, Brisbane's got certain legislation for it and so on. So multi-tenancies. Uh, there's some purpose-built multi-tenancy properties. Okay, dual occupancy. Yes, Brendan. Um, so uh, for example, you can um, pretty well anywhere in Australia, pretty well anywhere in Australia, you can build a dual key, two doors, two tenancies under one roof, pretty well anywhere in, uh, in Australia when it comes to a brand new property. So instead of building a five-bedroom regular house, you build a three-bedroom apartment and a two-bedroom apartment all under one roof, multi-tenancy, okay? So you go, I'm gonna, I get a three-bed uh, and a one-bed, almost, not too far, probably about 40 to 50 grand more than just a regular everyday house, okay? Um, and then... Um, yeah, don't don't squash six families in there with dividing walls. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Alison. There there has to be um, the property has to be compliant, team. Okay, um, and Alison makes a good point. You know, if you're crushing people into houses that aren't compliant, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. So don't do it. Okay, it's not worth it. One one problem, and then every single bit of extra money that you think you've earned uh, is going to be psh, disappear overnight. So you can do dual occupancy, multi-tenancy, rent by room, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That style of real estate is quite good. Now, that can range, team, anywhere from sort of six, you know, maybe even over, over 10%. Now, this one is a lot more active, okay? There's, there's a lot more wear and tear on your property. There's more people. There's more activity. There's ins and outs. There's that you have to find a specialist um, agent, okay? Often um, uh, a special uh, uh, rental agent, okay? They have to specialise in that sort of stuff. Over here, you can find, uh, you know, an everyday regular one. Now, all of us know that we need a great one to look after our properties. But, you know, again, this uh, for many of us, I would say, you know, maybe 10 to 20% maximum of our portfolio in this style of investment um, income. It's a bit more volatile. It's much more hands-on, but you can get a bit of extra income. What are some of the challenges with this style of property? Folks, tell me what some of the challenges are with this style of property. We already mentioned it before. There's certain zoning and there's certain... Um, uh, wear and tear, there's certain expenses, um, et cetera, et cetera. So the multi-tenancy real estate, okay, uh, as we go along. Now, 
another one that's there right now is that uh, maybe few of you guys have heard uh, NDIS, uh, where you can you know uh, apply for a government scheme and and get you know the government to pay your rent or uh, pay your tenants' rent anyway as we go along. So long rent. Uh, this is still of often long rent. Morning, Michelle. Good to see you. This is uh, still long rental on a property, um, but you're sort of renting, you know, multiple rooms, you're renting multiple properties, etc., etc. I like this one, nothing wrong with it, um, but don't do too much of it. It's it's volatile, etc., etc., okay? Uh, unless, unless you're going to specialise in it, okay? Unless you're going to specialise in it um, as we go. Now, the next one, which as Sharon said before, um, which which is good, uh, and this is the one that I uh, myself and Sam and quite a lot of statistics and stats are showing right now that is going to have <coughs> excuse me going to have uh, quite a lot of pressure and some boom time opportunities for those who um, manage to rent these properties uh, pretty well. Hang on two seconds. Got a little bit of what do they call a frog in my. All right, there you go. Trying to get it out. Okay, so this one is short, short stay, short rent. Okay, and what do we mean by short rentals? Well, there's a couple of versions of the world. The short rental stuff, ninety nine percent of the time, uh, equals it's got furniture in it. Furn it, furniture. I think that's furniture. Anyway, up here. Both of these are empty. No furniture, no furniture, okay? Those styles up there, you're just providing the property. Um, people move in and bring their own stuff. Down here, the short rent often is furnished um, and uh, uh, often is furnished, most most of the time is furnished. And short rent can, you know, uh, um, rent often in a, pa- a package, you know, uh, especially on Airbnb or stays or whatever. You don't want to be any less than two to three days minimum booking. But, you know, you're two to three days. You're kind of like a quasi-hotel, okay? Um, uh, so that's that's awesome. So this is kind of Airbnb style. Um, Airbnb. Um, and um, away you go. Now, I know a few people, uh, myself included, who've got sort of properties that uh, like a um, uh, some extra land uh, or whatever it might be that you can uh, get a, a dwelling, uh, not even a dwelling, uh, a funky little overnight stay like a caravan, like a tiny home, like a little kind of safari tent, funky thing, whatever, and short stay rent that out. Um, I was doing it down at my farm I was actually just renting it out as as a campsite. Um, yeah, tiny house, go Michelle. Uh, my farm, uh, I I rent out uh, three campsites, so they're just mowed areas where people can come and camp um, on U Camp. Check it out. Go go check out the uh, website called U Camp, folks. It's it's super cool. If you've got a little bit of dirt somewhere. Some private camping, it's absolutely awesome. I made thousands and thousands of dollars just renting out the dirt that I wasn't using anyway, um, which was super cool, right? So two to three days Airbnb, U-Camp, 
you name it, all sorts of stuff. It can be anywhere from a little bloody tent all the way up to, you know, all sorts of different stuff, okay? Um, and also in here, <coughs> um, there's the short stay can work very nicely. Um, I've got a property up in Brisbane, a one-bedroom apartment up in Brisbane, fully furnished in a really nice location, very close to the hospital and the university, and I short rent it on a three-month cycle, uh, and it's nearly always been full for about five years, to um, travelling professors and or doctors who are coming up to Brisbane and need to be close to the hospital or the um, university. Now, um, and again, you guys you guys know this um, uh, as uh, investors in the marketplace. You've heard of, you know, Airbnb and short staying and, and, and furnished rentals and stuff like that. Now, short rent, I think, is fantastic, okay? Now, for me, again, I wouldn't be putting too much of my portfolio into the short rent scenario. Um, uh, and if you are a new investor, if you've got less than three or four properties maybe, short renting is not for the faint-hearted. You can have no income for a month or two months and then you've got a truckload of income for one month and, and, and then you've got no income and it's quite up and down, around, around. So it is not for people who are uh, on a budget, not for those who've got, got to keep it tight, you know, got to know every cent because let's say you're first starting out and you're trying to get your momentum, this is not for you, okay? I would say kind of my rule would be probably the third or the fourth property onwards. That's what I would say. Um, I wouldn't be doing it if it's just one or two properties. It's way too volatile for your income and your psychology, okay? Um, and uh, away you go. So there you go. So the short rent, um, and there Bob was saying, you know, um, during a pandemic. So, you know, the the short-term rent stuff has been um, like pretty pretty bashed up uh, in recent times. And then you had the um, the New South Wales legislation change. Most short-term properties in New South Wales were, were non-compliant. And the ones that were compliant were booked out like truckloads and charged absolute arms and legs. Um, so they were booming, like absolutely crushing it. So think about that um, as we go, folks, all right? So short rent. So next year, um, we've been working very hard at Positive to be able to facilitate this short rent um, uh, income booster for you guys. And uh, Sam's going to bust that open next year. And, uh, you know, things like properties close to hospitals are amazing for this short rent stuff, okay? Um, so... Next year, keep an eye out on it, folks, because we believe this stuff is going to absolutely explode next year and the year after, and it's going to be great for people's income. So short rent, uh, don't have to um, don't have to rabbit on too much more about that one, right? As we go, so a um, couple of questions there. Uh, Brendan said, "Is NDIS a good uh, good in your opinion?" Yes, it's great, Brendan. There are challenges with it. Um, uh, lending issues, your ability to lend on it is probably going to be restricted to maximum 80%, maybe even 70%. And that's some of the challenges of these things where you go, oh, that's a great income, and then, you know, you haven't got any leverage. 
So, um, and it's certainly not for uh, investors for their first investment property and that sort of thing, all right? So don't do it like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's interesting, Bob. So, you know, there's some there's some restrictions. Um, yeah, there are restrictions in short-term rentals when it comes to councils and zoning, and there are restrictions when it comes to the building and the locations. So keep an eye out on that if you're going to short rent. It's got to be. Um, it's got to be. You got to know what's what and where you can do it. Okay. And the last but not least, the other rental income from residential real estate. Residential real estate. Uh, you guys know this one. Uh, if you've been in our mentoring program, this one. Okay. Over here, the income you're going to get from this uh, again, short rents can can easily go from six to 10% um, as well. So on this side, you're getting sort of sporadic, um, but boosted income, okay? Um, equity arbitrage, equity arbitrage here. So this last part is not necessarily renting out the property itself, but what are you renting here? Tell me, like, just think of it this. What are you renting out here when you're using equity arbitrage, folks? What are you renting out? What are you renting? Chuck it in the chat for me. You, you've got an asset. You've got a something here of value. You're going to rent it to someone else. All right. What are you renting to someone else? You're renting your equity slash cash. All right. Leverage. Exactly, Chris O. Right. What you're renting is your equity slash cash. You've got some equity in here. Okay. That you're not using. That someone else. That someone else could use in a joint venture, e.g. The, the couple of the joint ventures we did with you guys this year. Um, you've got some money. You can unlock it at 3%. We can use it to create some value, make a profit. And for the risk, you're going to get paid 15 to 20% <clears throat> at the end. That's it might take 12 months, it might take two years, okay? So equity arbitrage, okay? So there's the four types of income. And to be honest, if you buy the right property, ladies and gents, if you buy the right property, you could, <coughs> you could do all four of the income streams on the one property, all right? You can cycle it through. You could be short renting, high income, and equity arbitraging at the same time, right? You could be multi-tenanting in a in a um, in the right location, uh, like holiday locations. E.g., one of those locations right now is something like Byron, or you know, one of those those Noosa or whatever. You could be multi-tenanted, <coughs> short stay, and equity arbitrage at the same time. Imagine that. Imagine that. Anyway, I'm a big fan. I'm a massive fan of having one of these income streams going and when it's safe enough, when it's smart enough, equity arbitrage your property's values. Um, it doesn't have to be in another joint venture for development. It can be other stuff too. So um, there you go. Anyway, hopefully that was useful this morning. Hopefully that got the juices flowing, folks. And um, 
maybe uh, maybe give you something to think about. But yeah, next year, listen, uh, we're going to be looking at some of the short stay uh, investing ideas because because uh, there is massive opportunity in that to go with you know the massive shortage in stock around Australia. You name it. There's going to be some pretty interesting forces coming to play in 2022. Uh, listen, 2021's not over, by the way, folks. Don't take your foot off the, the pedal. December's a great time to be putting your your foot on a deal. That is for sure. Um, so don't uh, don't slow down. Anyway, that's it, folks. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. I don't know why I'm yelling today. Was I, was I too loud today? <laughs> I was a bit excited. Um, there you go. All right. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted, Monday the 13th. Uh, you guys be awesome. Be well wherever you are, um, wherever you are. Get into it. Hey, that's a great idea, Alison. You should reach out to Sam, Alison, and uh, and collab with him. Do a bit of a co- uh, collab on the short stay assignment. He'd love that. Um, there you go. Anyway, I'm just rabbiting on now, talking a bunch of rubbish. All right. Take care, you guys. You guys be awesome. Join me tomorrow. And about the same time, 8.05 as always, for another Wealth Coffee Chat. Be well. Bye-bye.